Welcome to the podcast of Unity Fort Worth. In it, you'll hear this week's message and meditation. If you'd like to hear and see the complete service, you can always find it at unityfortworth.org or on the Unity Fort Worth Facebook page. Unity Fort Worth focuses on positive and practical Christianity with a willingness to explore the entire world of religion and spiritual thought. Unity Fort Worth streams live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Thanks for listening to the Unity Fort Worth podcast. So today we're um, going to talk about holding the high watch. And this is inspired by the World Day of Prayer. And it's not often that um, we're highlighting the World Day of Prayer, uh, unfortunately, in the unity movement so much. And I think this year, I really feel inspired to highlight it very specifically and, and directly because of what's been happening so far this year. And with what we all have been dealing with even over the past two years. The World Day of Prayer is a wonderful opportunity to dive into the spiritual work that probably most of us who are here today or watch online have some sort of a relationship with. And maybe you're curious about the spiritual work and how to do that. And the World Day of Prayer is really designed not only just for unity prayer, but any form of prayer. Whatever prayer you're comfortable with, it's an invitation for 24 hours to pray, to find your time and a moment to go within and pray in whatever way you choose. I am going to focus on Unity's affirmative prayer today and next week because that's what we teach and what Unity is all about, and it is aligned with our theology, but that doesn't mean that you have to immediately adapt it or miss the World Day of Prayer or even feel like you're not welcome to the World Day of Prayer because in any way you pray, that's yours to choose, and that is essentially more important than any form of prayer. Just pray. So here's your QR code or the worlddayofprayer.org website. You have to register in order to get access to the webinar. It's a Zoom webinar where they do the opening ceremony and some of the events throughout the day. If you go to our website, to the sermon notes, you go to unityfortworth.org and you click on the lighthouse picture you saw before, let me see, this picture, and then you get to the sermon notes, and you'll see all the quotes I've been, I will be using today, and you see a registration button, you also see the opening prayer I used today that you then can use for yourself. So I encourage you to always use these resources. Every Sunday when I speak, I have usually one or two pages of sermon notes that includes scriptures that I've been basing my talk on or some other uh, information. And I encourage you to study those and to go back into it. Because as we all know, a Sunday alone or 20 minutes of talk once a week may just not be enough. It takes you to take it on board and then apply it in your life. So one thing I also used for today is the affirmation. 
that we're using for the World Day of Prayer. And again, that's an invitation for you to maybe write this down or take a picture and then use it. And it's also on the website in the sermon notes. And use it every day and see how it feels throughout the week. Even if you're not familiar with prayer or you're not in the, doing the practice of prayer, it may actually help you to discern whether or not that's something you would like to pick up. So I pray with an elevated mind and an open heart. Let's say this together. I pray with an elevated mind and an open heart. And that really brings us to the high watch. What does it mean to hold the high watch? Let's see what you think. What, what do you think we are talking about when we say high watch? What, that, what could that be? Louder? Tell it off the mountain? Okay. Highest and best, yeah. I'm hard in hearing. I've been in isolation for so long, I'm not used to people yet, so. <laughs> Say again. Higher perspective. Higher perspective, wonderful. Anything else? Any Game of Thrones fans? Huh? The wall? Being on the wall and being the high watch for what? For who? Who are we watching for? No, the White Walkers, right? I'm talking about Game of Thrones, guys, okay? And what are the White Walkers in our lives? Negative thinking. Negative thinking. One Game of Thrones fans, one fan, okay? Two with me, okay? Wonderful. It's negative thinking. Like, so, you know, any movie, anything that we follow has some sort of a symbolism. If you ever listen to directors or writers talk about their movies, there's usually a depth of symbolism that's often even connected to scripture behind it. And the White Walkers represent the negative, right? The evil in the world, the destruction. But if you go into Hinduism, for example, then Shiva, the destructor, the destroyer, is actually not necessarily a bad thing. It also needs the destruction in order to, to come alive into something new. So be on the high watch, just as on the wall, not that you have been banished onto the wall, that's not the, that's not the end of it, but keeping the high watch means that we are removing ourselves from the busyness of our lives and then observe what is happening. Observe whether our thoughts are filled with uplifting, loving, kind, compassionate thoughts and feelings, or whether we are more into a more destructive kind of negative mood, right? Because that affects how we are and how we are being with others and how essentially the all of the world is being as a whole. What we do matters. We may feel small. We may feel insignificant. But in unity, we believe that that is not the truth. We may feel so because we have found a, created a, a cliff between our God-likeness and who we often feel like we are, like limited or less than. But the truth is that in unity, we believe we never can lose 
that spark of divinity. It's impossible to do that. It's impossible to not be divine. That's a strong belief we have. That's why we believe in oneness. Because it's impossible to be disconnected. We may feel disconnected, but we cannot be disconnected. Does that make sense, the difference? Right? So here's a quote from Charles Fillmore about prayer. Because we believe that the tools that we use, our spiritual tools, help us to lift us into this high watch. Help us to lift us above the gloom of the day, the daily grind, and find the presence of who we are. True prayer brings about an exalted radiation of energy. And when it is accompanied by faith, judgment, and love, the word of truth bursts forth in a stream of light that, when held in mind, illumines, uplifts, and glorifies. Charles Fillmore, co-founder of Unity, he wrote this in Adam Smashing Power of Mind. It's a very, very interesting book. Charles Fillmore is not that easy to read. Most people prefer Myrtle Fillmore, his wife, the other co-founder. But if you get through it, and if you are willing to read it, and you read it maybe multiple times, chapter by chapter, you actually get to it. It takes a little while to understand what he is saying here. One of the things I always like to point out, because we are emphasizing this now very much, when he talks about mind with a little m, he talks about not only the mind, but also the heart. You heard this in the opening prayer. It's not just about thinking, it's also about feeling. Prayer is not just about thinking, but also about feeling. When we pray and we can actually feel ourselves into the prayer, while we're also bringing our intellectual understanding of oneness and togetherness and collective compassion into it, that's when the true power comes in. And I know that most of you have had these experiences of praying and it felt like a little flat, and then some other time you prayed and it felt really powerful. And often it had to do with that feeling nature that we're effectively and consciously bring into it. So he's also saying here, when we hold the prayer in mind, the word of truth, that's what leads us into affirmative prayer. In affirmative prayer, we only speak truth. We never address what's wrong. That's a major, major difference to any traditional form of prayer. And I encourage everyone to learn affirmative prayer, whether you read Linda Martellowitz's book on how to pray without talking to God, or any unity prayer book, or any prayer book. Prayer is not about begging or pleading or asking for anything. Prayer is only, at least in unity, to affirm our truth. That is why Charles is saying here, it's the word of truth that bursts. Because in prayer, in affirmative prayer, we only speak truth. We only affirm who we already are, not who we like to be. 
we affirm that we already are that, the I am. And then, as we speak the word of truth, there is a stream of light. And who remembers the picture that goes along with today's talk? What was the picture of? A lighthouse, right? And that's exactly what's happening when we follow a true prayer. When we move into the space of being, of peace and understanding, we pray and we are a lighthouse. We become this lighthouse. The fact is, we already are the lighthouse. That is the truth. We may not feel that way. Maybe a breaker has broken and we have to flip the switch again. Maybe the light has burned out and we have to replace it. Maybe we fell asleep as the lighthouse custodian and we need to wake up again. But we're still the lighthouse. You know, some of you know that I uh, did quite some sailing when I, was, when I lived in Australia. I, um, I went for my certificate um, as an RYA yacht master. And um, I had to sail thousands of miles, do long trips, and run an entire crew on a sailboat, and overnight sails, and things like that. And I did it all in the Indian Ocean. Now, if you know a little bit about oceans, the Indian Ocean is not a very calm ocean to be in. Uh, just to give you an example, like a calm day in Bunbury, where we were, Elaine and I lived, where the boat was, that's way in the southwest, a few hours, about three and a half hours south of Perth, um, very close to the Southern Ocean. We were so close to the Southern Ocean, which is one of the roughest seas in the world, that we could just sail for a few hours and we'll cross the line from Indian to the Southern Ocean. So a calm day for us was about 18 to 20 knots. That's a calm day. Our usual day to do some man of a boat exercises was about 30 to 35 knots, you know, with swells about you know, 10 feet high and things like that. So we learned in those rough conditions. And on those night passages, when the seas usually are a little bit calmer, but still pretty rough, the only thing we were allowed to use were traditional instruments to navigate. We had a GPS, but just for emergencies, that was always turned off. We had to use a bearing compass, and we had to learn how to find out where the heck we are right now, right? We only did coastal passages, which means we always were in the vicinity of, vicinity of the coast. So guess what? What helped us find our way? The lighthouse. And when you are in a, in a rough sea, and your boat is going up and down like this, and then you have an inexperienced crew that throws up once in a while, which is just part of sailing, or gets disoriented because they don't know. It's pitch black in a new moon. You see nothing. You know, the stars are not bright enough to actually illuminate enough. So you're sitting there in total blackness. And the only thing you have is your compass. And the trust that you're not going to run aground 
And once in a while, you take that bearing compass and to find the lighthouse. And in those conditions, I tell you, I was so glad I knew how to do that. I was so glad to find one lighthouse and another lighthouse to learn where I am. I'm sharing this with you because I want you to understand that we all are a lighthouse. Not only to ourselves, but to others. We all may have someone right now in our lives, one or two more, one or two people or more, who may be lost, who may struggle, or me may be the one who struggle. So it's important that we can find our bearings. And it's important that if we have someone who struggles in our lives, that they can find their bearing. And it's not that hard. It doesn't need the latest navigation equipment. It just needs a simple compass, a simple thing to look through, a simple focus to find someone who is that lighthouse for us, or to learn that if we have someone in our lives that is struggling to understand that we may be just that lighthouse for them. And that is about holding the high watch. Charles Fillmore also said something in Keep the True Lent. We have no independent mind. There's only universal mind. Universal mind means divine mind or God. It's the same thing. But we have consciousness in that mind, and I would say and heart, and we have control over that consciousness. We have control over our own thoughts and feelings, and our thoughts make up our consciousness. Isn't that interesting? We have no independent mind. Sounds strange, right? We have no independent mind from the sense that we're all one. We individually think. We individually have a consciousness, and we individually make choices. But when it comes to mind, our relationship to God, God as principle, God as not an entity outside of ourselves, but something that is incorporated in all of existence, then we are never independent at all, which also means we're never alone. We're not meant to be alone. We're meant to be together. Universal mind is divine mind is God. We're collectively God together. What we do matters. What we do shapes that universal mind. It shapes God. It shapes nature. It shapes the universe. It shapes us. How we be, how we are, how we act, how we think and feel, it all matters. And so to hold the high watch means to try to have as many moments as we can 
an elevated way of being. To tap into that word of truth through prayer, through meditation, through denials and affirmations, to find that moment of absolute truth where we just know we're no longer lying to ourselves, we no longer fake it, we no longer lie to each other, we're just simply real. And that is the power of holding the high watch. Mary Rowland, anyone familiar with her? Or May Rowland, sorry. May Rowland? One, two, three. So who would like to share who May Rowland is? A very important person in Unity. You're just so fascinating. I mean, I have to come to you for references in the future. <laughs> what am I spending all this time researching? I just call you, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it helps to be here for a while, right? So, May Roland, absolutely correct. So, the prayer ministry in Unity is called Silent Unity. It's been around for now almost 130 years. And since the very beginning, there has been a prayer ministry that works 24-7, 24-7. Every single moment, someone is praying for someone around the world. She was the head, the longest-serving head ever of Silent Unity from 1916 till 1971. Fifty-five years. She started... One year out of, after high school, she was hired into that position. One year out of high school. And she stayed there, working with Charles Fillmore, running to him almost with every second letter that she didn't know how to answer to get some advice until Charles Fillmore told her, you already know how to answer that. You have to tap into your Christ within. Another way of saying, you have to hold the high watch. So she is a very relevant person in the unity movement, for sure, but a fascinating person overall. Someone who has closely worked with Charles Fillmore and Myrtle Fillmore and the unity movement back then in the very beginning. And she says, the way to heal the nations is to start in our own consciousness let us get in touch with the great spiritual reservoir of love and harmony within us. Then let our harmonious radiance brighten our own homes. Let it radiate to our government and then to the whole world. Peace begins in the center of our own harmonious consciousness. Harmony is achieved by aligning thought and feeling in perfect harmony. It's achieved through prayer, through meditation, by uplifting ourselves beyond the judgments, the regrets, the concerns, the fears that we have, not by ignoring them at all. We never want to ignore anything that happens in our lives. It's all important information for us to know. It's helping us to guide ourselves into our own future but we want to lift ourselves above, just like a lighthouse is usually placed 
on the top of the mountain, not at the very bottom. A lighthouse is usually situated somewhere where it can be seen for miles. And that is our journey. That's what we are ought to do. So for this week, I encourage you to join and register for the World Day of Prayer and just think a little bit about those quotes, the information, the idea of you being the lighthouse, or maybe you needing a lighthouse in your life. Judy, for example, is here today as a prayer chaplain, and she will be here on the side. Maybe you want Judy to be your lighthouse for today and share a little bit what's going on with you. And take then that light and claim it for yourself, knowing that even though you may see yourself as extinguished or dysfunctional at the moment, you can grab that light and just put it back in and return and restart, just like a breaker. It's just that, just that easy. So I have a lot more slides to go, as usual, which is why I like to do two-parters, because then we can stop at some point, take that in, and then hopefully many of you, if not all you know, can join me in the World Day of Prayer, 24 hours, a couple of events. John Paul Roach will be in one of the events as well on Thursday morning. And those of you who had had him as the previous minister might enjoy uh, hearing him. And then next week, we'll go a little bit more into the practical aspects of the prayer, of how it all fits together, what the affirmative prayer looks like, and especially regarding the scriptural evidence that we have, that there is value in learning how to be and how to hold the high watch. And with that, let me see. Larissa is already ready. She knows me so well, doesn't she? We're moving into our meditation for today. Just take your mind and heart and allow it to relax. Close your eyes if that's comfortable. Sit comfortably. No special posture is needed. Just give your body a break.
And imagine for a, for a moment that you are a lighthouse. A house full of light. You can imagine a ball of light on the crown, on the top of your head, the crown chakra, seventh chakra. And just imagine it into being. Imagine it to be of a certain size, whether it's a baseball or a basketball or larger. Take a few deep breaths and allow that light to grow and to expand. Get your heart involved, your feeling nature, your love, your compassion, your kindness, your calm and ease. Breathe light into this ball, into the sphere of excellence. Allow it to grow and expand. It's not heavy at all, it's light. Allow it to grow so that your body is incorporated. Throw it past your body into this room. Let it fill the sanctuary. Go past the sanctuary, include the streets, the highways, downtown, and far beyond. Keep breathing and feeling, imagining the growth and expansion. Allow this fear to go far past any limitations, whether it's the state, the country, the continent, the world, the universe. And now recognize that all there is, is pure light. Darkness no longer exists. It's just you. Imagine that you're now part of something larger, part of that universal mind, the divine mind or God, part of the universe, of nature, the divine, of the sacredness 
and glory and grace. You're unique, an individual, and yet you're part of a collective, of a whole. We all are. We all come together and share this reality. Now allow yourself for a moment of reflection, bring your heart into it more so than ever, and find those moments, those experiences and the people in your life for which you are grateful, and give thanks. Allow the practice of thanksgiving and gratitude embrace you, enfold you. Allow your things to resonate with yourself and those that you include in your prayers. As we meditate, we pray. And as we pray, we meditate. And if it's thank you is all we can say, then that is the perfect prayer for us to speak. so it is. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Unity Fort Worth podcast. You just heard this week's message and meditation. For the live streams and more information, go to unityfortworth.org.